0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Kyle Hilliard. How you doing, Kyle? Hello. I'm doing good. I'm
1: almost crossed the 100-hour mark in Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow, ninety five when I looked last night.
0: I'm very curious what mine is at, but the switch does that weird thing where you can't look. Yeah, You got to wait ten days. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're also joined by Marcus Stewart. How you doing, Marcus? Hey, what's all this podcasting about? I don't. Uh, I I don't know, don't, fella. <laughs> don't like this character.
2: <laughs> don't know who it is. <laughs> it's now. The... What's
0: your name, fella?
2: <laughs> well, they call. Feel you know, like I've
0: seen you around here.
2: Well, you probably saw me at the saloon. They call me Ernie.
0: Ernie Ball.
2: You, you I see my reputation precedes me.
0: <laughs> I love your guitar strings, Ernie. Wait. Ernie Ball is a, is a guitar manufacturer, a <laughs> uh, guitar <laughs> accessory manufacturer for listeners who don't yeah, know. I absolutely know that. It's nice to meet you, Ernie Ball.
2: <laughs> nice to meet you, too. So I to spend a yarn with y'all about them video games and whatnot, you know.
0: Well, speaking of yarn spinning, <laughs> okay. the spinning and most rootinous, tootinous newshound himself joining us, Wesley LeBlanc. Howdy, howdy. He's, he's uh, he's French.
3: Oh, yes. Hello, wee, he- wee. Oui, oui.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I-,
3: I
1: didn't know we had to prepare an accent and a character. Me neither. He idea. just threw it at me. Hey, improv, baby. You got to be ready.
0: Okay, that's yeah cool. that's yeah
2: always say yes all those fifth improv. grade
0: improv tournaments paying off finally i was on in a, in a improv troupe in
1: fifth
2: grade
0: yeah my step in the groundlings cool. <laughs>
2: in fifth grade yeah the groundlings yeah impressive. that was impressive. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um how's everybody doing this week any 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 uh big games that you've been playing this week uh one in particular
2: uh well you know mm. there's the one um What's it called? The Chronicles? Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I fired that back up. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the
1: official name, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, right? That's what it <laughs> yeah. was for a long I
2: kind of wish that they kept that because that would be so pretentious of like the sequel to the Breath of the Wild. Like I mean, it sounds like
1: Quentin Tarantino's eighth film, yeah. like that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> a suit of 51 joint. I mean, they've, they've felt that pretentious about the series. I mean, they called it The Legend Up, was the first release. They're like, we're going to release a cold cartridge. We're going to call this a legend. We're calling our <laughs> shot now. And it's like, damn, they did call their shot. They were right. But then they took it yeah. off for the second one because they weren't as sure, I guess. The second one yeah. just self Which, to be fair,
2: for that second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that was right gone.
0: Well, thanks for joining me today, fellas, on the Game Informer show. Let, let's just jump into it. God, I'm a YouTuber. Um, Let's just <laughs> jump into it. Wes uh today we revealed our final fantasy 16 cover story written by you yes tell us about it
3: yeah this is um the issue 356 um we'll be hitting mailboxes soon and launching digitally on may 22nd that is when you can actually read the cover story for now you can go to gameinformer.com and read our amazing cover reveal feature but yeah, so I traveled to Tokyo, Japan, to Square Enix's headquarters to play a bunch of Final Fantasy 16 and interview seven of the game's leads um, and watch them play the game as well. And then I wrote my biggest cover story yet for it. Um, it was quite an undertaking, but one I'm very, very proud of. I'm excited for people to read. Oh, yeah.
2: Now, is it safe to say that at this point, Wes... You are you have played more Final Fantasy 16 than anyone not affiliated with Square Enix.
3: I think so. It's I was I actually it's funny. I had this thought earlier this morning. I was like outside of Square Enix and Creative Business Unit 3, I might technically potentially be the foremost expert on Final Fantasy 16. Unless the 9 hours of interviews I did was them just lying to me a bunch, but I don't think they were. <laughs> Game comes out it's like cel-shaded it's like a <laughs> cartoony uh, final fantasy
2: 7 awesome. remake part
3: uh, <laughs> 2 that, that would be that wouldn't be even twist that wouldn't be that surprising though if like it turns out uh i was actually talking to Nomura the whole time and this game is remake part 2 i'd be like yeah that sounds like a Nomura joint mm, it's
2: a good yoshi <laughs> p mask he was wearing
3: yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's a a story that it's kind of We went into it with the idea of like priming folks ahead of Final Fantasy 16. Um, I wouldn't call it like an encyclopedic type feature, but it does touch on a bit of all the different aspects of uh, Final Fantasy 16. And we have some exclusive things that I don't think have been revealed anywhere else. And unless something changes between now and May 22nd will have not been revealed anywhere else except our um, cover story, which I'm stoked about. Uh, Can't say too much more on that regard, but um, there's a lot there. I spoke to, I'll list the people off, because I know people really pay attention to this studio specifically. Um, Producer Naoki Yoshida, director Hiroshi Takai, combat director Ryota Suzuki, creative director Kazutoyo My Hero, art director Hiroshi Minagawa, localization director Michael Christopher Koji Fox, and composer Masayoshi Soken. So it was the most people I think I've ever talked to for... Just any feature I've written in my life, actually. And um, I talked to each of them for like at least an hour each. So it was a ton of interview content to like synthesize. Um, and that's why the cover story is not where our Final Fantasy 16 coverage ends. Um, starting next week, uh, we will have, and over the next few weeks, 24 um, features going up on our Final Fantasy 16 hub. Uh, and that's going to have even more details going deeper into things within the cover story, uh, talking about things that just aren't in the cover story at all um, and more. And then uh, Alex, you've got some video content in the work too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, um, when you interviewed, you interviewed Koji Fox and Masayoshi Soken and you had the camera along with you for that. And so we have both of those interviews to show off over on the YouTube channel. I'm excited for that. They're currently being edited as we speak um at least one of them is and uh yeah those will those will roll out as well next week we'll probably just kind of knock them both out same week as the cover uh but the cover becomes available but yeah those are super cool they turned out really great um i can't wait for people to to see them and to you know scrub them <laughs> yes. for any extra details yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be great again gameinformer.com/ what what what's our vanity url ff for this one xvi FFXVI, ff 16
3: but but um
0: yeah. yeah yeah uh cool well anything else we need to touch on before we before we move on
3: oh i want to mention like it's not very spoilery i know people treat big temple releases like this you know sometimes they go into like blackout mode and don't want to see anything um i wouldn't call this very spoilery there's like some details uh, about like mechanics or gameplay things that aren't known yet but as far as story goes um i took great caution in the story to not really spoil that one because uh it doesn't really serve anybody too much to just outright spoil what happens and i've tried to focus on my impressions of that story so talking about what i think of what i saw um and then other than that you can buy a physical subscription or if you can buy a physical subscription but you can also buy like individual issues on gamestop um and this issue in particular and every issue, but this one I'm in love with the cover story design. Our magazine team crushed it. It's beautiful. We got a ton of amazing art from square Enix to put into this magazine art that has not been seen anywhere else either. Um, and screenshots and more. So, um, yeah, if you want to see some more of final fantasy 16s visuals, uh, and how amazingly our magazine team laid it out, definitely pick up a copy.
0: Yeah. You mentioned that you can now, if you don't have a subscription or, if you want to get an extra uh, issue for a friend, uh, you can go to GameStop.com slash GameInformer, and that's where they're selling single issues for $5.99 apiece. Um, and our last four issues, and now this one, our fifth, um, uh, are available uh, You know, starting next week. So yeah, let's move on. Let's get into uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom uh, it's all I've been playing. I, I my sleep schedules. I'm so tired because I've just totally my sleep hygiene is awful. I've neglected myself. Um, but man, I'm I'm having fun. I've, I this game is. I was worried going into it because, Breath of the Wild uh, is my favorite game of all time. Period. And how do you follow that up? And how do you make that? unique especially revisiting the same location and i am happy to report it's just you know it's like kyle and brian said last week you know it's totally new and you're kind of revisiting familiar places but there's like so much newness to it and
1: it 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 benefits from being the same place i feel like yeah it does i'm curious because i'm sure they exist there are people who are playing this first before breath of the wild or maybe they just played this and i'm curious like what that feels like to them, because I I feel like it is it, a nice part of it is like seeing what's changed from that world you basically absolutely
0: do, you know and the there's like a time shift that's happened as well a time skip of a few years at least it seems like a couple of years you know the people who there's just a lot of really cool the stories just progress naturally like oh that character that I helped out before has evolved in this way or now like their apprentice is is grown and they're helping me with this and it just feels like. I feel really connected to the world um, and to Hyrule. It's really awesome.
2: Did you guys know also on that same note of feeling connected or like a return that it saves your horse data from the first game? Because my stable horse was still there. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know this was a thing. Because there was a part of me that was wondering, like, I wonder if there's something in here. And I almost messaged you about this, Kyle, but forgot. Asking, like, oh, does anything at all carry over from Breath of the Wild? Does it recognize anything? But uh, yeah, when I went to the first stable, they're like, Yeah, you got you got a horse here. I was like, Oh. And then my 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 boy Mystery was there waiting for me. Which was which good is, because he was yeah. like a maxed out, like super powerful horse. So I was like, oh, I already got like a great horse right off the bat.
1: I didn't have my save on the switch that I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom on, right? Mm. Like I'd have to oh. get it off the cloud or something. And now I wonder if I did that now, ninety-five hours into the game with a stable of horses. Would any of my old horses just suddenly appear? I don't know. I'm. I'm. I. I think I will.
2: I feel like it's
0: probably got to be like a start of the game sort of situation. Otherwise, yeah.
1: You think might overwrite some save data? It just didn't even occur to me the potential of save data reflecting in Tears of the Kingdom. Because like, when has that ever really happened? Like Mass Effect two and three. Oh, we're talking (laughs) in general, not just yeah. Like it's not. It's not something that ever happens often really at yeah. least not that i can think of i mean you know, there's ratchet probably and- examples beyond mass effect but i don't yeah. I know you know, know ratchet
2: maybe. and clank used to do it for a while and then i oh, think yeah? around the ps3 generations when i stopped for all those ps2 games they carried over because i played in all what of them. way like and you got your weapons or something uh i'm trying to remember it yes i don't think they straight up gave them to you but i think the returning ones man it's been a while lo- it's been a long time since <laughs> i played those original ones but they they did recognize like oh you play Ratchet and Clank going commando. Here's something for you and up your arsenal. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And then I think they stopped around the
3: future games. But I feel like Nintendo does kind of do stuff like that, but you get like an item or a special reward. It's not like a a horse that you have like a ongoing relationship with from Breath of the Wild returning in tears. Like I know with um the Fire Emblems, if you played Three Hopes or if you played Three Houses, that would get you like special stuff in Three Hopes and same thing with Engage but that's like a little it's like a bonus reward or like an outfit. Yeah. It this seems a lot cooler. Splatoon 2 and 3
1: actually did it now that I think about it. So it's like maybe maybe I'm like not giving it enough credit. Maybe it does happen more often than not. But yeah, I would it's like you said it's probably too late now, but it would have been nice to get my horses. Although I I don't know about you guys. I stopped using horses pretty early in Breath of the Wild. And like I I I don't really use them much in Tears of the Kingdom anymore cuz there's just way more fun ways to get around.
2: <laughs> it's good early on when you're still learning how to make things, but I also, I also forgot that you can't just whistle them from anywhere. They have to be relative proximity to you. So I was like, Oh, right. So that, that limits it on its own, but
0: yeah, I, so I've kind of got like a couple different, like sessions that I'll log in and do. And for the first three, four days, I just have really gone after towers and done shrines, and for that kind of stuff, I like to have the horse just so I can get to where I'm trying to go. But now that I've, I'm kind of getting further into the story now, and not further. I'm I'm at the first dungeon that I've decided to go to, right? And you know, I had to effectively like to to make it up to where I was going. Just naturally, my horse couldn't come with me, so I find myself, yeah, I'm kind of with Kyle, where like there is so much. There are so many diverging paths in this game. It's like, oh, an island fell from the sky. Let me use my time ability to send it back up and I'll ride it up. And then I spend like an hour up on the sky islands doing puzzles. And then I'm like on another side of the map and my horse is nowhere to be found. So it's <laughs> like when it, when I can, I, I use it. Otherwise, my my battery is also very small still. I haven't been able to upgrade it. Mm. Yeah, and so. so I can't really... Um, fly around as much as i want to
2: have you guys tried putting the horse on a, a rock that's fallen to take the horse up to I the sky i was to ask
3: that
1: <laughs> no i don't think it can climb up there but there's 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 ways like you could make a platform for the, the horse to get on i might try that later. Oh, I, I would love awesome. to know like how far you guys are what kind of stuff have you been doing with ultra hand like what stuff has surprised you because like it's it's fun for me to now see everyone playing it and like see like we did the stream recently and watching marcus solve a lot of the early puzzles was like a blast for me because like marcus was tackling them totally different than i did you know and like still arriving at the same conclusion and stuff so i I, yeah like Mm -hmm. i would love to know what's like surprising you guys about the game so far
2: yeah i found i discovered rockets recently yeah and and that has been a boon (laughs) for doing
1: some real dumb stuff (laughs) once you find a zone eye dispenser that has rockets like oh. i'm like <laughs> all right well i'm just gonna load up on rockets i uh, you could i saw i'd never tried i you know what i'm not even gonna say stuff i saw online because i don't want to like spoil any discoveries for you guys but i've seen people doing wild stuff with rockets that i was like that never occurred to me at all <laughs> i have um i've been on a quest to basically build
2: like the, uh, green goblin gliders like i've been <laughs> taking the, the bird glider yeah. and the last time i did i was like i had a bunch of rockets on me i'm, like, I'm gonna strap like Forties, Like, I put two under each wing. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, that's great. Because I had, I was trying to get to a tower, and I was, like, way far away. And I was like, you know it would be a quick way to get there? That would be awesome. And then it worked. And I was I, – I probably should have caused a sonic boom how fast I was moving. <laughs> but it that, felt I real love that. good.
1: That it worked. It's just, like, that is – that's that game. Oh, my God, it worked. I can't believe that that actually worked so
0: much. I Sometimes it gets me in trouble, though, because – I was doing a, a puzzle in the sky islands where I had to like effectively, like once I got over to where I was going, I had to turn around and bring something back with me and it required me to build a a ship. And I spent like all this time building the ship and I was so proud of myself and I get in it and I launch off and I'm flying in the sky. I'm like, damn it. I forgot the thing I was supposed to get. (laughs) So I had to like turn around and like, uh, it was a mess. Well,
1: I mean, not to, not to, backseat drive but
0: you should just done recall oh I, i actually now that i'm that was like pretty early on for me right i've used recall oh my god this morning i was actually playing and i was trying to take a korok to his friend but his friend how do i we were like on a cliff and but the cliff was sloped and so the Korok kept rolling off the cliffside and falling, oh, no. and I just kept <laughs> rewinding him. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I could not, him. <laughs> the life of me, like get hold him with my with Ultra Hand. So he just got like, I can't tell you how many times he fell off the cliff, and I just reversed him. Oh my god! Purg- it it what a what a purgatory. <laughs> There's
3: this TikTok going yeah. around that I've seen probably like a hundred times, and it makes me laugh every time. And someone made like a very primitive car. It's like a platform with four wheels. They attach, like, 15 rockets to it, put a Korok on it, and then out of nowhere, Rob Zombie's Dragula starts playing, and you just see this <laughs> Korok launching yeah. over the planes, and it's, like, my favorite thing. Uh, I think that was um, Sarah's, actually,
1: I think. I don't know if she just shared it. Uh, Sarah Pods uh, from Midbox. Oh, really? Oh, I think really. that might have been
3: her video, actually. It's yeah. one of those things that's, like, <laughs> transcendent now, because everyone's, like, reposting it on TikTok, and... Um, so shout out to Sarah, she's the uh, oh, the original. No, no, okay.
1: She just she just shared it. Okay, but that, I mean, uh, it's inc- it's, from it's incredible. It's so good. Um, <laughs> Yao tracked or something like that. But yeah, no, no, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, I love it.
0: That's awesome. I saw somebody, I saw TikTok earlier today, and they had built an entire rocket ship, and they had like separated it into pieces or something. Like they, there's there's certain um, Zona devices that like. I don't even know how to explain it, but like if you hit them, they activate and you can use them, I think to like separate things. And so they had shot this Korok off on rockets and then it's like in the sky and they shoot it with an arrow oh, no. and like part of the, the, the rocket falls off like it's supposed to. Yeah. And it continues just like shooting into the sky and they've got like, they do being like Houston, we have liftoff and like he's doing like all this.
2: Wait, is, is that the thing or, or is everyone just like, Using koroks as like guinea pigs. Yeah, the, yeah. I've I'm seen like 15 wild. korok
3: crucifixions
1: It's it's getting dark out there. <laughs> yeah. for the koroks. one of the weirdest things I saw, which is like kind of small, it, it it was someone gathered like five of them and put them on a rotating spit over a fire. <laughs> yes, I saw. That. Which is like you look at that, and you're like, oh, that's funny. They they have the koroks on the spit, is that, but then you think about it for a second, and you're like, those koroks are all over the map that was i can't imagine how much of a pain it would be to gather five in one place like that has to be so much
2: work yeah i only realized recently that you could like pick them up and move, oh yeah right? yeah so i found one to post they were like hey get me across this like river to my friend please and then you're like oh okay i can i can move you okay that's that's yeah. helpful but also <clears throat> you know it, even my brain opened up a bunch of like else i could do with you yeah <laughs> so I I that's gotta
1: it. be one of those things nintendo just didn't expect to happen that just happens with video games sometimes like the korok meme, abuse it's just like everyone's like yeah we're just gonna torture these poor koroks I love the <laughs> idea these are mortal
3: the... like creatures you can just throw around you know i love that they're like we're gonna go hard on story like this is gonna be epic we're gonna add dungeons people want that and then the game's out and nintendo people are just watching everyone meme these koroks to hell yeah. and back. <laughs>
1: Well, the funny thing to me is, like, everyone's clips have, like, four hearts, and it's, like, clearly everyone is just getting absolutely sidetracked. Like, I've been so careful to not spoil any story things, and, like, clips that I'm seeing online, like, no one has even made, like, the smallest bit of headway in that direction, you know what I mean? It's, like, guys, there's, like, a whole good story that you can go find that, that like, that... That I could tell if you had progressed, like just by looking at a screenshot, and like no one, everyone's just torturing Clorox, and they're having a yeah. grand time. It's mm-hmm. great. I still haven't even
2: gone to the any of like the four main villages yet. Um, for like that first, I guess mission, I've kind of just been. I, I I also try to like not find too many towers too early. Like I I, I kind of like limiting myself. Like okay, if I can't see the rest of the map, that means I can't overlook. The parts that i can't see and i can really dig into them before i feel like like i need to dig into it enough before i want to move on for the most part mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm in the same boat where it's like oh yeah i've already spent a ton of hours just dinking around or just finding what's around me but i have five hearts and like one stamina upgrade so far so i've been yeah. to the statue twice <laughs> total.
0: <laughs> i think i've upgraded i've almost got two full stamina wheels and then i've got one or two extra hearts I'm so still you're alone. really
1: going in on stamina, I guess, huh?
0: Yeah, I always do. I, I that's what I did I in Breath think, of the Wild too. I, yeah.
1: I did in Breath of the Wild, but here I and I was like, I found myself like dying a lot early on. Like maybe I'm just not yeah, great it's at tough. The combat. No. I was like, I gotta get some more hearts up in here. Like this is people are hitting me hard. Yeah. I
2: found one, one area in the castle, like right after they really give you control. That you're i was like
1: going in the castle. <laughs> well
2: i went i found like a hidden passage that i noticed the first time you have to go there like on my way out and then like once i got the glider i was like okay because i couldn't reach it without the glider and then i went in there because i was like oh that looks interesting and then immediately ran into like a band of enemies like okay i don't think i'm supposed to be here because they hit (laughs) way too like they were one-shotting me and i was like very stubbornly trying to like brute force my way through it like trying to take them out but it was just using up all my resources and so then i just sort of ran past them yeah and got deeper and then found some cool stuff in there uh including one area that i can't figure out how to access yet but it's like i i kind of see what they want from me but it was it, it, like breath of wise one of those moments where you're like oh i don't think i don't
1: think anyone's supposed to be here this early because this just there's some stuff here i don't know what you're talking about marcus which makes me actually want don't i don't want any hints or anything but i'm right like, it's like i i gotta go to see what this thing's about you know like i don't know i've explored the castle as part of the story and stuff but secret passages and stuff like that i gotta go find that that sounds cool
0: yeah i love all the like underground tunnels and caves and like wells like i feel like like there's even a side quest that i picked up from like going like i i went into like a random you know well and there was like a whole setup for me to like read about stuff. And it sent me on another quest and it's just like, there are so many hidden little things defined in this game. I don't know if, have you guys done any of the fashion quests? No, um, I'm still okay. on
3: the great sky Island. So <laughs> it's okay. Tutorial. Right. Well, area well, I won't say me. anything. Uh, it's okay. There's I a lot home. of great yeah. side
0: quests that reward you with cosmetics that are, you know, are they really
3: separate fun. from have... Amiibo ones? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I've I've found a lot of
1: Amiibo stuff in the game which is maybe an incentive like to not use Amiibo like it makes me want to not use Amiibo which I have I have all the Zelda ones it's like one of the few things I continue to collect is like I like having the full set of Zelda Amiibo just because I'm a Zelda super fan but uh, the fact that I was finding things that I know you get from Amiibo in the world is like well I'm just going to try to find it then that's way more exciting and fun even if it takes way longer you know yeah yeah you mentioned the underground stuff.
2: Um, that was surprising to me because I, it reminded me a lot of Elden Ring, because Elden mm. Ring has a similar thing of like, oh, there's a whole subterranean map down here, and it was just kind of interesting
3: to see. It's, <laughs> it's weird that how it's... that works out, like, because they obviously weren't yeah. copying each other. It's not possible that Nintendo added an entire underground map after Elden Ring came out in February. I mean, like, originally like, this
2: game, yeah, this game was going to come out the same year as Elden yeah. Ring. originally. So it's
3: <laughs> always so strange how uh, I don't know. I don't know if trends is the right word, but mechanics or areas like that play out in games it's fascinating
1: that was that was one of those things i didn't like that i didn't i didn't talk about in the review or anything i didn't talk about with anybody but it was one of those it's just like you, it, one of those things i was excited for, to come out and people to see because it's like guys there's like there's a whole ass world <laughs> that, that we haven't seen even like one second of footage of like you know yeah it's funny because i did that
2: that mission that takes you there like first like, it's a good call to do sort that. of like yeah. early stuff just intuition was like i think i should just do this now and yeah once i finished i was like actually i think it was good that you did this immediately but on that note i'm curious how long did it got uh take you guys to get the paraglider because i saw a fun story i think it was vg247 that put it up where apparently a lot of players are missing the paraglider because they don't really direct you to it as quickly as they do in breath of the wild which even when it's playing out, i was like oh i am kind of surprised i don't have it yet
1: um i remember and, yeah you you can't leave the plateau without the paraglider in breath of the wild like you're yeah, literally yeah. not allowed to right yeah. but
2: it, I, I say that because like uh, apparently what players are discovering is that they the ones that miss the paraglider they are doing the impa quest without it and then basically finding themselves stuck <laughs> Because you need the glider. The the balloon thing. Mm. Oh, right. Because you go up with her, and she's like, all right, just glide on down. And then they don't have the glider.
1: Oh, no. That's, <laughs> gosh. I, I mean, I certainly oh. approached it, which is how <laughs> I approach all open world games. Of, like, I, I'm not, I need to at least for a few hours stick to the main quest. Right. Because, like, and, like, and that's, like, and in my head I was like, I can't, continue without the paraglider i need to keep doing main quests until i get the paraglider like that was like really important to me i had i had no f- additional insight i just was like in my head i was like i i can't not have the paraglider like that's absurd <laughs> you yeah know? and that's how i got it too like i mainlined because i was like i
2: i have to get this soon right and i didn't yeah. want to do anything else without it because it felt weird not having it yeah you know uh but yeah it was just funny to me that I, I think also some players assume that Impa would give it to them because she's like, "All right, just go glide on down now." And they're like, "Okay, she's gonna give it to me now." And then <laughs> she how? In. How do you get it? You talk to Pura, right? Like,
3: yeah, you do all of like it's part of a quest. Okay, yeah, it's like it's all of Pura. She the one that everybody's ago, thirsting but, over on Twitter. I'm seeing a lot yeah. of thirst for I think Pura.
2: <laughs> what a yeah. weird arc for that character of like she's technically like super old 100 but years old but then she old. was super young in breath of the wild and she was now she's a child now she's an adult I now think she's, she's of age she's, <laughs> <Is> she <laughs> but yeah, I guess she, she's technically always been of age <laughs> i think she was yeah, an adult like in it.
1: hyrule warriors i think as well because i think oh, it was really? a hyrule war in the timeline the... i think hyrule warriors she's oh an adult yeah. and then she becomes a child in breath of the wild which is like 100 years later the breath of the wild hyrule warriors or like the general zelda one Oh, uh, the Breath of the Wild, uh, Age of mm. Calamity. The so one that's like a prequel, right? Yeah, because that technically takes place. Is it know, like an alternate thing years. or something? Or... Look, we don't have to get into it. The story <laughs> in the game frustrates me You're so no, much. No, we actually I have never have been to get more into... <laughs> disappointed by an ending. Like, I, that and the third Star Wars movie came out that year, and I was just like, what is going on with endings that no one can nail <laughs> this? This is terrible. And I've, yeah, Age of Calamity was. Uh, yeah. A cool game in some ways, but a terrible story ending. <laughs> you really flipped out when Link said, somehow Ganondorf has returned. Yeah, I was like, first of all, you're not supposed to talk. Like, this is, like, a problem
0: to begin with. Wait, uh, did he really talk? No, no, you <laughs> kidding. Okay. They're, I was going to say. They weren't uh, that idiotic. Yeah, I, I just, this game's really good. The shrines, I've been talking to some friends as, like, we've been playing in Discord together. And the shri- uh, we were talking, and just, like, the shrines, these are, like, they're on their A game, the shrines. Yeah. I've played, one, two, three, four. I'm doing math. Five,
3: five. yeah,
0: five, six. Six four. So six <laughs> times what?
3: Four. Okay, so yeah, twenty-four okay. shrines. What Everyone's was that? Everyone's been a banger. What was that math? Is it just something? Because I'm not far enough to understand. Why did you multiply? No, I was you doing my. I was
0: doing how many upgrades I've done to oh, my health and stamina. Yeah, 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 it's okay.
3: Multiplying out. times four. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Breath of the Wild has that one shrine that uses the motion controls where you have to roll the ball yeah. through the maze, oh, the, which, which is like the one or... everyone hates. And like you know, oh, you know I always love. I love that one. that one. Yeah, I was fine. I didn't love it. I but I, I turned
0: it. Over, I t- turned it over upside down. Yeah. and solved it that way.
1: But I feel like, as far as I've played, and you know, admittedly this isn't meant to be a brag, but people are not as far as me. Like I haven't <laughs> seen anyone call out a shrine that they like dislike, you know, and I'm kind of in the same boat. It's like I don't think I can't think of a single shrine that I was annoyed by, but I also like love shrines. Like I'm a Riddler trophy uh nut as well. Oh, like no. I get every Riddler trophy in <laughs> every Batman game. Like that is the thing to play those Batman games for to me. Yeah,
0: but the shrines actually give you something.
1: Yeah, hey, I look, I don't know what to tell you
0: man. What you I just mean? love get, I love a small puzzle. A Riddler. <laughs> I love
2: it's not, <laughs> it's not enough for you, Alex. Yeah, come on. <laughs> no. <man>. It's Riddler.
1: <laughs> But I, yeah, I, I'm always surprised when people are like, "Oh, the shrines are annoying me." I'm like, "The shrines are the game. Like that's the fun part, you know." But yeah, they the don't only shrine. It's funny because
2: you say like none of the shrines have annoyed me, but there have been a few where I, it, they've made me annoyed at myself because you go in <laughs> and you realize like the reason I'm having trouble solving this is because I'm overthinking it. Yes, and yeah. I, I think there's more to this than there really is. There was a shrine I hit last night and just could not figure out. It wasn't even like again on the surface like okay i i I think i know what they're asking of me but it's it seems kind of wild but i don't see any other way to do it and then couldn't figure it out went to bed woke up this morning tried again and then random and actually i had looked up the solution but before i committed to like looking at it i was like okay let me just try again and i solved it which made me feel really just happy from an ego standpoint of like okay i didn't have to be told but i was like right there on the precipice of like i don't know what to do and then it was the stupidest like simplest thing and it was like oh i could have saved so much work i was trying just like way like like three more extra steps basically than what was re- required
1: can you describe the shrine without giving away the solution or do you, like i'm uh, curious which one you're talking and about and
2: involve the uh spring okay little spring Ooh. pad and thing, you have to
1: okay i think i know what you're talking
0: about you which is it, the
2: first it, time it. i'd encounter that just device is there a, a
0: ball involved
1: yeah. part of that yeah okay, you have to yeah. get a
2: ball and then yeah and be, you know what i'm talking about you have a stack yeah yeah
1: like i said i don't want to i don't want to give away the solution or anything but yeah yeah i I I
2: almost want to say what i I did because it's so stupid in hindsight like i was like genuinely upset with myself and then (laughs) almost upset at the game like i was trying to find myself to blame the game (laughs) and then it was like no this is my fault the answer is always
3: (laughs) just to like put it down and go to sleep every game out there if you get stuck just sleep and you'll wake up next morning and do it first try it's so annoying but it's the truth well
1: i remember Uh, former gi editor who who, who still freelance with those occasionally brian vor once said to me or not to just said once it's like in a zelda game if if you're if it's too hard if like the thing you're doing seems difficult you're doing it wrong because it's like never as hard as you know what i mean if you're like i think i'm supposed to like jump off this wall and slide and jump and it's like nope nope you're nope that's not right it's it's much simpler than that i promise
2: yep that's where I was at and
1: that's what I actually remember cuz I you said that when we
2: streamed that I kept that in mind Like, okay. If I'm Shout doing out to this Brian many Vore, steps, smart guy. I, yeah, thanks Brian. Yeah, so that was definitely one of those moments and also I'm going to blame the fact that my AC broke last night so it was like super hot in my house last night so it probably and, <laughs> you're yeah, I was just irritable. And you're like God. I I genuinely was. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> is, is but trying to do this
1: puzzle.
0: <laughs> it's so <laughs> long I'm long trying long to long devour long ice long long cream to keep just my body cooked up some
1: frozen Berries or wild berries yeah. or whatever for heat, uh, sort of whatever. I can't think of all the terms. I have been Ma-
2: drinking uh, homemade fruit smoothies, so that's kind of
1: close to oh. that. Mm. By the way, for context, Marcus posted in Slack a picture of it being so hot near where he lives that a squirrel was like passed out on a tree. Like just to like <laughs> yeah. let you know, I like AC broken is not like some uncomfortable thing. This is like <laughs> y- y- Marcus like
2: is a danger. It's, though, it's right pretty now. hot outside. It's not dead. It moved not long after i took the picture you took the photo from a
0: weird angle it's right outside my window like i'm on the third
2: floor and there's a palm tree right out like where i'm pointing it's right there yeah and so it's like we'll make it the thumbnail for this
1: episode (laughs) it's
2: just chilling it out i always see squirrels hanging out in a little area which is kind of fun because you're so used to seeing them on the ground and you don't really see them in their element Of like what do they do when they're just up in a tree chilling and they'll just be sitting up there just hanging out just relaxing but that one was like
0: he literally looks dead I, know, I like that his, his appendages are hanging off the leaf yeah he's like
3: it's hot I'm I tired. like that our editor-in-chief Matt Miller had to respond and be like Marcus did you post a picture of a dead squirrel in our works <laughs> Yeah, right. we can't be doing that man and then he's like no it
0: moved <laughs> it's like oh good <sighs>
2: yeah I, I've not found dead squirrels yet in uh, Tears of the Kingdom I've seen them though I've seen live squirrels I, I've taken pictures of them
0: Oh, there you go oh
2: yeah with the little which i also had to remember with the little peer. what's it called per pad per pad I, I want to call it the sheikah slate from the last one but um i, I also forgot that i should be taking pictures of everything because of the little com- uh, compendium that's there uh oh, so too, that has she- been an obsession for me recently it's like oh crap i need to go back and go full Pokemon Snap mode on everything. I I don't know if this will come into play at some point, but I assume it will. Like, you'll meet someone that's like, hey, can you give me a picture of this?
1: The funniest one is, like, enemies. You see, like, a new enemy, and you're like, I gotta get a picture of this, and it's, like, running at you. You're like, hold on, I gotta get a picture (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's, like,
2: half of the enemy pictures. It's, like, the eyeball close-up, its (laughs) it's arm extended. (laughs) Don't attack (laughs) to see the whites of their eyes.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I think uh, the physics are also more improved like even the ones that were in the previous game like you know fire on grass equals updraft there's like cool like fire melting ice now stuff like that and they use it in like interesting ways and puzzles and uh, pathfinding and it's it's really really good and I think not gonna say anything about the story besides and no spoilers besides it's more it's much more present now I feel like than Breath of the Wild, I was kind of surprised by that.
3: The mechanics, or what do you mean, present?
0: Oh uh, like like
3: like the storytelling.
0: Yeah, the storytelling. Oh, okay, it's like you, I'm yeah. watching. There are cinematics that happen, you know, with Link in them rather than all being flashbacks in this mm-hmm. game, right? Yeah, uh, and that's really, it really, I feel like, grounds me in the world, and and it's it's honestly kind of led me to. I don't know why normally in other in, in games I don't do this where like an NPC will be like having a hard time and they're talking about, oh, I just want to like sell some fruit because I need help. And I'm like, yeah, I'll buy you some fruit. I'll buy fruit from you. And like in other games, I'm like, well, why, I don't need that. I'm not going to do that. But in this game, <laughs> it just like pulls something out of me where I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll buy from you because I care about the world. You become
2: and, a good person playing this game. Yeah.
1: It is. They do like small things where it just it does feel like a world being rebuilt, you know, because Breath of the Wild is a post-apocalypse. I mean, it really is. I I would get in arguments with people about that sometimes. We're like, no, it's a post-apocalypse. And Tears of the Kingdom is like they were interrupted in the process of trying to rebuild. And like the cool thing about it is like it's a small little environmental storytelling thing. But there's like and it's and it factors in the gameplay in a great way, too, is there's just pallets of like wood everywhere. And it's like clearly they were all working together to try to rebuild things. And then from a gameplay perspective, you can interact with those pallets of wood to build things periodically throughout the world. So it's just like it's just so smart, like little things like that that all mesh really well, you know. You guys help
2: that sign guy a lot.
1: Oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. I mean, he's terrible at his job, but he's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't I don't help every Korok, but I always mark it on the map because yeah, right. I'm gonna come back at another point.
3: Um are there traditional Korok puzzles? So far, it's always been like uh, helping a guy get to his other guy friend type Oh, thing. no, there's... There's, there's both. Other stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And
1: new ones, too. I've encountered like n- new and old, if that makes sense. Like there's some where you drop the apple in the plate or whatever, but there's, oh, yeah. there's, other, yeah. there's other weird stuff, too. I, yeah, sometimes you
2: it's you know, lift a, a rock. Lift yeah, sometimes like, I randomly picked up a rock because I needed it, and I was like, oh, there's a Korok here. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I literally had no idea.
1: If there's a rock in a weird place, you know, on the top of a tree or something, yeah, pick that thing up. Like, see what's under there.
0: I think one thing I have to keep reminding myself is I have Ascend, and I feel like I'm starting to use Ascend more, but for a while, I just totally forgot that was an option. I'm like, what am I doing? I can just Ascend.
1: Yeah. I
2: I like like, doing it in front of people because in my head cannon, because I did like a dungeon with some NPCs and we were like wrapped up, and it's just like, they're like i think because they had said like oh man it was really hard to get in here and so i'm like it's probably gonna be pretty hard for you to get out but uh that's not an issue for me bye and just like ascended <laughs> in front of them and i was like how does that look to them
1: <laughs> like like i'm out here oh, just zipping away <laughs> if you exit near an NPC, they react like they'll be like oh my god where
2: who, where did yeah. you
1: come from you know which is always fun. oh like
2: if you uh, pop up near mm-hmm. them you mean oh, yeah, okay yeah i haven't done that yet i i need to find like a a way to do that, cuz I just cuz the way he pops up always makes me chuckle. Where he kind of is like halfway and he kind of looks around a little bit. <laughs> uh,
1: but can you imagine if you're just standing there and suddenly Link popped out of the floor next to you and he just like doesn't it doesn't like make eye contact with you and just runs off into the distance is like, oh, he's working on it's
2: something." Like I don't know. Under a lady's dress and it's <laughs> an odd, like, situation and gets slapped in the
0: face. Last thing I want to say, I mean there's plenty more to say, but we're, the game's only been out still for 4 or 5 days. But some of the platforming sections in this game are great. And they feel like Breath of the Wild, like platform is inherent. Like you can, you know, you can glide from place to place and you're jumping and running around. There are some certain areas in in Tears of the Kingdom that feel like a Mario level or something. And it's just it's just really well done. And they really expect you to use your abilities, you know, to the fullest and just really love it. I I'm starting to get to the point where I might think like this game is better than the first. I'm not sure if I'm there yet. It's, it's just real good
3: question about platforming. Um, Cause I'm still in the early hours, So maybe I just need to stick with it and it'll feel natural, but the button layout very, I'm not, you'll get used to it. Okay. I'm, I'm clawing I was, right now and I'm I not was... much of a claw player, but I'm like, I'm using my index finger to press jump. And it doesn't feel right yet. And I don't know, like, to run and jump.
0: You can swap on the menu. You can swap your jump button. Yeah. I I didn't do that. I just
3: wasn't sure if, like, I should do that. Like, if I just need to stick with it or commit to, I would say Because I swapped two
2: because I was like, oh, I'd rather jump with, you know, B or that, you know, button. That's just how games work. But I also realized that I don't jump nearly as much as I sprint. So that became an issue where I was, like, wanting to sprint and I just kept jumping everywhere. (laughs) so it's like maybe the, the default is better
0: that's what i did too
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i i would recommend sticking with the default you do absolutely get used to it you know i and i think and i think this was the case in breath of the wild as well i think it's actually like a design decision to put the the um the jump and the sprint button uh separate right because if they wanted you to play like mario they would put they would put it you know sprint on uh Y or whatever because i don't think you jump further if you sprint if that makes sense because yeah, you get distance you from either. from your paraglider so like like sprinting up to the uh cliff and jumping off it is not going to get you any further than if you just saunter up to it and jump off it but i could be wrong about that like yeah, i haven't gonna, done the math
2: because i've done that a few times but now i'm wondering if it's more like placebo of like i think it i'm going be. a little further but maybe yeah. I'm not actually so now i'm wondering Huh.
1: but yeah so i so i think it's like yeah like i said i i because also you don't really want to use stamina to run up to a cliff anyway. You want to save the stamina for the paraglider. But uh, that actually would be I should I should try that right? Like it's like see like try and measure it. Is like do I jump further if I sprint up to the cliff? I yeah, I'm not sure.
0: I feel like it does a little bit. Yeah. Because it might. there's been a couple of shrines that I just like I barely missed the ledge I was going for and I died and I came back and I sprinted and did it and I felt like it made a difference.
1: Okay. Maybe it does, yeah.
0: It could just be that I was, you know, more on point that that run, but if it does, it's minimal. Yep. Well, cool. Well, let's move on to you, Kyle. You've been playing LEGO 2K Drive, uh, yeah, which I, is a game I've, I've been excited for. I kind of, w- not kind of, I really wish it didn't launch the same window as Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Yeah, it has the unfortunate distinction of being the first game i finally booted up after tears of the kingdom almost in protest because i was like i i want to play more tears of the kingdom but all right but i'll play a little lego 2k drive you know <laughs> and like so i i like what i played it feels i i'm not a big forza guy forza horizon i've only kind of dabbled in those um but mm-hmm. it definitely it feels like a lego forza horizon in a cool way like um i was really impressed like i didn't at first, I thought my vehicle was falling apart because I was like driving on the road and I was a car, and then I would veer into the grass, and suddenly my I was on a much smaller vehicle, and like I thought my car was falling apart or something, and then I was like stupidly I realized oh, I'm transforming. I've transformed into a four wheeler to go off road, and then you automatically transform when you just like fly off into the water and you turn into a boat, yeah. and like that stuff which all happens automatically. You're not pressing a button or anything. Is really cool in the sense of like that you know that point walk idea where you just see like a point in the distance and you just like go towards it no matter what's in your way which is like a, you know a super fun thing to do in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom and like I feel like Lego 2K Drive executes that well and like oh I I want to see what's over there and it's like well I'm driving off road I'm on a four wheeler I go off a cliff and land in the water and suddenly I'm a boat and then I like get back in the four wheeler mode up on the cliff and then I'm finally back on the road and I'm a car. And that stuff feels great. And, like, running through fences and stuff, and it all, like, collapses into this, like, chaos of Lego bricks is 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 cool, you know? Um, so I, I like what I've played so far. And I'm not the biggest Lego guy. I really I don't actually like the the sort of tr- more traditional third-person action Lego games. I don't think they're yeah. bad. I don't think they're bad games. But I, I just – I've never really played one that I, you know, played for more than an hour. And I was like, I think I get it. I think I'm good, you know? But uh, Lego 2K Drive, I could see myself, you know, playing more um, if you know Tears of the Kingdom wasn't sitting there on my Switch, <laughs> you know, ready
3: to yeah. be booted up at a moment's notice. On your point, real quick, uh, I previewed this game maybe in February or March, and I had a really good time. Basically, kind of the same feeling as you, like Forza Horizon meets Lego. Touching on something you mentioned, so you do take damage as a vehicle because it has like Mario Kart elements with weapons and stuff, and to rebuild your vehicles like health you have to run into other destructible things because those legos build back onto your car um so it's kind of forcing you to crash into legos that you can put more legos on your car which is something that i thought was really cool because it kind of makes it more chaotic instead of staying on the track you're like going into fences and running through trees and stuff um yeah i didn't connect those dots i think because i've spent most of my time just kind of freeform
1: driving around and spending less time in just the you know the traditional races uh but that's cool that's really smart like i didn't i totally missed that gameplay mechanic but i that makes sense i like that
3: yeah it's all really seamless too i jumped into it this weekend as well just a bit i actually played with my nephew who he really loved it which is probably a good sign for lego um and it's really cool like you mentioned how you can go pretty much anywhere there's challenges and races like built into the world um outside of like the traditional Mario Kart style races so there's it feels like there's always something to do and it feels very alive uh, i've only i'm only in the first uh, hub area but like there's npcs everywhere there's commentators talking you can run into people my nephew loved being able to just Make a little Lego person go flying after running into them. <laughs> yeah, I um, mean it's, he's got
1: good taste. It's Yeah, satisfying.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's really cool how seamless it is as a
2: Lego game. The thing that's always stuck with me when I think about this game is it's it, it, it's like while that this idea started with that Sonic Mario Kart game. It was like the second one, All Stars Racing Transform, because it did the same right, thing yeah. of like, yeah. the vehicles would automatically change depending on the terrain for like boats and planes and stuff like that. And I always thought that was cool, and I always liked that game and thought it was a little, like, under the radar of, like, oh, this is a very solid Mario Kart, like, you know, clone, I guess. Um, But was always kind of, like, surprised that Mechanic didn't really take off or was never iterated on by anyone else until, like, now. And I'm always, like, surprised that, because this seems like this would be the sequel to that if Sega wanted to do that again. Of like, oh, yeah, just make it Forza Horizon but keep doing the thing that you were already were doing. It's like, "Oh no, Lego Beat you to it." And it actually maybe fits Lego better because of the building stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's I don't know, it's something interesting and cool to me of like, you know, Sonic and All-Star Racers transform walked so that Lego 2K
1: Drive could run. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it was Diddy Kong Racing. You never switched in the middle of a race between modes, right? Cuz that was like the big uh,
2: like car modes
1: because yeah, there was there were there were plane races, yeah, boat pick. races and car races. But, but I No, think there we, were
2: some races where it straight up did it automatically. Oh did Diddy Kong Diddy would...
0: Kong racing?
1: No no no, no. Sonic all stars racing. Oh,
0: I'm going further back. Uh, I was going I'm talking oh, about. Oh Diddy, Diddy Kong. Kong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Diddy Kong you had to you pick. Picked.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I, I was trying to remember. It's been a, been a while. But I was like, I, I know you had the different modes, but I don't think you switched between them. Yeah.
0: Riders Republic also had races where it would switch you. It was pretty disorienting. <laughs> Cause he'd go from like mountain bike and he'd hit a jump and then you'd go through like a ring and it'd turn you into a jetpack, like, like magic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was really yeah, no explanation. It was like, I didn't know magic was in that game. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was, it didn't feel great. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I mean, I, I, I like what I played. Like I, I think it, I, I think it feels good. The world, the world is broken apart into like, you it's actually fast hugs. travel. Yeah, it's like if you fast travel between the hubs, like they're not interconnected, you have to actually go into a menu to go to the different hubs. And then each hub is like full
3: of stuff to do. Mm. Uh, but I, I I, was impressed. I, I like what I played. Yeah, it's awesome. I, playing it for me is interesting, because it's like, I kind of I'm kind of hoping like Nintendo's watching. It. It's like, hey, maybe we do a little bit of something like this with Mario Kart, because I don't know how you follow up 8 Deluxe with just more tracks that are awesome to race on. Like I it'd be really cool to see them they don't need to go full like massively open like this game seems to be, but even just a little bit more of that world building type stuff or just being able to freely drive around and run over a Yoshi or something.
1: I kind of yeah. would be into that though. I remember in Mario Kart yeah, 64 <laughs> you could you could go off the track and go find uh the, the castle Peach's castle like it from Mario sixty four yeah and that you're like right. I remember a friend showed me that you know that that sort of sort of soft kind of almost not quite internet era yeah I, and I remember like it blowing my mind of like well you can just like drive over here and there's this like iconic castle from a different Nintendo game like. And then they kind of experimented with it a little more with like Pilot Wings and Woohoo Island where you kind of have this consistent island between games. But it was very much a, like there wasn't, if, if I remember correctly, I don't think there was a lot of like go do what you want. It was more like, hey, select this race and you'll go over here. Or select this race, you'll go over here. But I kind of like the idea of like a Mario Kart where you just sort of drive around Forza style actually. What if that <laughs> was, was kind of cool? What if that was the next
2: mainline Mario game? was like open world is mario kart horizon where like you drive around (laughs) to get the places but then when you get there you do traditional platforming they just combine mario kart with platformer mario
3: it would be amazing yeah that sounds perfect i'll I'll take that now well so i saw a mod (laughs)
1: recently where someone put mario kart in ocarina of time and then the mod was like the person driving around ocarina of times hyrule and i was like this is great, man. I would love this. <laughs> Let's yeah. do
2: this. You know,
0: That's awesome. I love kart racers. We need more. Yeah. I'm still well, disappointed that eight doesn't We have like a you. lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. We by more, do you mean
1: Mario Kart 9? Is that what you mean by that? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, Diddy Kong Racing 2. Or, yeah. There was yeah. a 2, wasn't there, on DS? I
1: think they ported the 64 game. And okay, that was a, a second
0: of... one that got canceled, I think. Yeah,
1: is what it was. There was a Donkey Kong racing, I think, for GameCube, right? They'll bring it back like Star Fox 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Donkey... yeah, Donkey Kong racing. Yeah, it was going to be a GameCube game, and you would ride animals. And it was kind of like yeah. the pseudo sequel to Diddy Kong, and it was yeah, being right. developed by Rare. And it was, it was canceled, though. You
2: know what's funny is that I always wanted them for Mario Kart 8 when they announced they were adding Link. I was like, they should just straight up add Epona as a cart, but it's just her. It's just the horse. Like, <laughs> they just, don't do anything. And drifting. they put the, like, motorcycle, but you're like, no, nah, it should just be straight up the horse. <laughs>
0: it's it's, it's got right. a little
2: glider you put on it. <laughs>
1: That'd be amazing.
0: Well, let's move on to the last game uh, of this episode, uh, Humanity this is being put out by enhance they this game is weird i <laughs> i really like it it's weird in a great way mm-hmm. you play as a shiba inu who is a god who is escorting people to heaven <laughs> question mark question, mark. <laughs> yeah. question a shi- mark yeah a shiba inu is a
3: dog by the way for those that aren't aware
0: yeah Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. But Wes, you reviewed the game. Yeah. Uh, Tell us more about it.
3: Um, Yeah. So I give it an 8.5 because it's a really, really, really great puzzle game, but it has a a few drawbacks, but um, yeah, kind of like you mentioned, you're, you're playing the Shibu Inu God. And as you progress through the game, you're getting commands and you place these commands on these very minimalistic cubicle-esque maps or platforms. And your goal is to use these commands to move and, often endless line of people the humanity um to an end point they come out this like bright white door and you have to move them toward. you guide them towards the light and um it starts simple you know your first command is like a direction so you can make them go left and then oh crap they're about to go off let me turn them right they're about to go off let me go turn them forward um and then it just continues to progress to the point where there are levels near the end where i was putting down like 30 commands and i felt like a computer programmer like with the computer on fire and i'd have thousands of people moving doing different things at different moments um it's it's a like all good puzzle games you start simple and then when you're at the end you're like i don't even know how i got here like how could i have possibly completed this um which is the sign of a great puzzle game for me but something that's super interesting for me and isn't really surprising considering Enhanced chose to publish this game. That's the same studio behind Tetris Effect, another puzzle game that is extremely emotional and heartfelt. This game has a very emotional and heartfelt story. It's kind of about uh, what it means to be human and our interconnectedness as uh, a people. And um, it's a simple story. It's a sweet story, but uh, it speaks to these larger themes of what... Tying into the fact that you are controlling hordes of people and trying to guide them to the light, you're trying to help them like gain their soul and be nice to each other and fight off the others, which is this enemy group that wants to kill these people. And it's awesome, you know. They they talk about how weapons, you know, destroy man, and then when you're introduced to weapons in the game, you watch how your droves of people become like war machines against this other uh, group of people trying to kill you. Um, and it's just this really fascinating look at, uh, like, human nature. It's not, like, super deep, but it's it's touching, and it's heartfelt, and it's not what you expect, like, in a puzzle game, which is always great. Fantastic score. Uh, I'm very, very excited for Humanity's uh, music to hit Spotify. Um, I don't think it's there. It's on Bandcamp, which I've been listening to it there. And it's beautiful, and it's on PS Plus Premium or one of the tiers. Like, right now, you can play it if you have one of those tiers, so just uh, playstation yeah. though right yeah NPC, just playstation probably? and pc and psvr and psvr2 i don't have either of those so i didn't get to check out the psvr version but i know people that have and they said it's fantastic and takes the game to a whole new level one of them's on this very call wes oh yes that's right i forgot I you have know. yeah 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 yes yeah. yeah, ship me down uh, the psvr2 unit <laughs>
1: <laughs> not to what you just said <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fair yeah yeah
3: um but uh it was like a uh really, really great, but it has a few drawbacks, which is why I gave it 8.5. So in the back third, back half of the game, you are doing these extremely intricate puzzles where you have, I'm looking at a screenshot of my review now, and it looks like there's like 25 different commands. And sometimes your holdup is at the very end of this, the puzzle, like the last command you have. And you can progress faster through your puzzle. You can make your lines of people move faster by holding R2, and it goes about twice as fast. But I'm still waiting two minutes for them to reach that final command just so I can see if it works. And then if it fails, I can restart the level. and it does keep all my commands, which is nice because it'd be extremely annoying to go back and, and place them all. Um, but again, I'm like, okay, i I need to put a different command here. So I run it back and then I hold R two and I'm waiting two minutes till they reach that command to see if it works. And in the end, the, the latter half of the levels are, you know, super experimental. There's a lot going on. I'm doing this so often, like, oh, crap, this command's not doing it. I know what I got to do. Let's try this. To the point where, like, I'd place the command, I'd pull up my phone, and I'd kind of hold R2 and wait till they reach that end. Um, and it happened just a... It got, like, boring uh, when that happened because, you know, it's not engaging. I'm just holding R2, waiting to see if this command works, and I do that time and time again. Um, so I kind of... Didn't like that aspect of it. I'd love to see them maybe, I don't know, patching something to, to speed me up or let me select where I want to start on my uh, puzzle. But that was really one of my only main problems with it is just you're killing a lot of time waiting to see if your uh, commands work. But when they do work, it is a fantastic feeling. Um, placing 30 commands, watching it work, it's it's a feeling unlike any other. I mean, it's it's a really, really well-made, unique puzzle game. And um, there's lots of cool cosmetics you can earn for your people by collecting optional goldies along your path, which is nice. And I should mention too, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't do puzzles, this sounds hard, which it is. It's one of the hardest games I've played this year. Uh, they have solution videos built right into the pause menu, So if you're like, screw it, I've done this 30 times, I'm tired of this. You can just go watch the solution video and that tells you exactly how to beat it. It doesn't tell, It doesn't help you get the optional goldies, which unlock cosmetics, but... Um, you know, you can complete that puzzle, which is a nice touch. I uh, had used that a few times for sure. But yeah, it's a great puzzle game. I think anybody interested in puzzles or if you played Tetris Effect and felt weirdly emotional while playing it, then this is a game for you. I have yeah. a question
2: about the the Goldies because I, I played the demo and was like going out of my way to get all of them. But at least in the demo, it didn't seem to be any obvious incentive to do it. It was just more like personal satisfaction. Like, oh, I figured it out.
3: As you, there's 150 goldies in the game. Some levels have one to, I think the most I saw was three in a level. And as you collect them, you fill up this bar towards 150 and like every 20 or 25 or maybe even less than that, you unlock a cosmetic. So it'll be like all your people have big heads or all your people have a retro style or they look cartoonish or neon or metallic or there's a ton. There's like 50 different ones. um,
0: Different shaders. Yeah, to
3: unlock and to progress through the game, you do have to get some of the goldies. Like if you're doing 20 stages, you'll need to get a goldie, like at least one goldie from half of them to get through. I never really ran into an issue where I was, crap, I don't have enough. Let me go back through and get one from here. So like I would not completely ignore the goldies. They are kind of important to progress. But at every level that has goldies, there's one that's pretty obvious to grab. And then the other one might take you a lot more brain effort.
0: Yeah, so this is Tetsuya Mizuguchi. Yes. Yeah. Who owns three companies because <laughs> when I first was looking into this, everyone was like, this is the guy who made Tetris Effect. And I was like, no, it's not. That's a completely different company. What are people talking about? And then realizing he owns both, and he actually owns, he owns or he's he founded Enhance, which is working on this game. He founded Resonare, which worked on Tetris Effect, and he founded Synthesizia Lab. Which is like a uh, interactive art space thing in in Japan, but I think but they've also done like Res tie-ins in these art installations. It's very confusing. The dude is very creative. Yeah,
1: you, you put on the, they've like built vibrating body. Oh my suits god, that I forgot. Oh like yeah. my yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: The dude is you know a visionary, and uh, it's it's cool that he's just making more stuff. I respect the the multi-company hustle i have a sneaking suspicion that it's just the same people but like they are just like all right this game is going to have this name behind it this game and it's just like very like art forward brand identity like yeah it's cool he's even super cool i should mention this
3: um um, the uh enhance published this game the developers actually thaw tha limited um but playstation put out a blog post when this was announced i think last year maybe the year before that where uh was it mizuguchi mizuguchi
0: yeah yeah he
3: yeah somehow he got in touch or saw this game from the developer and was like i want to be on board like i want to help and so it's made by a different studio published by mizuguchi's Enhance studio but Everything that that I've read seems to indicate, like he also helped develop. Maybe he's like a producer position, just kind of like you know, touching base and helping them out because he's good at this kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I if you would have told me this was made by the same team as Tetris Effect, I would have believed you. Like it's it feels so at home with that style of game and resume Is it That's is cool. it super long? It, like do you do you have like an hour count? Or... Um, it's weird. Uh, it, I played it before it came out, so like PlayStation's really wonky sometimes my hour count says one hour on uh, the playstation and i haven't updated it to like connect trophies and stuff yet but i would say no. probably 15 16 hours and i got all but like 13 of the goldies so if you aren't interested in potentially getting the platinum trophy like i am one day once uh, smarter people than me put out guides for it uh, mm-hmm. you could probably do this in like 10 11 hours okay
2: nice glad this is about, uh, finally out because i've been following this game since 2018 and it was supposed to come out that year <laughs> Which, really it just give kept... i wonder what yeah, it was like back it, then that's that's a lot of time it if you watch that old trailer it pretty much looks like this i except for the dog the dog was a new thing that was revealed in more recent stuff that's what but it was Gucci just...
1: brought to the table Get the dog <laughs>
2: yeah. people love dogs <laughs> Yeah, they're not wrong. But yeah, I, I've always had my eye on this game. And, you know, it disappeared for years with just no updates. And I was like, is that still happening? That weird humanity game? And then, you know, boom, we're back with a dog. And it's, <laughs> at least from what I played of it, it's fun. I, I hope that I can make some time for it between Zelda, Fallout, and then all the stuff coming in June.
3: <laughs> that was, I should God. mention, that was one of the hardest parts about this game. Is I was playing it up until the day before Embargo. Um, just because I've had an extremely busy week. But I had Zelda sitting in front of me all weekend and oh, I was like, brutal. I'm not going to play this. I'm not going to play this. I did actually dip in because I couldn't resist. But I quickly realized I can't do humanity brain and tears of the kingdom brain. Like it's just too much different <laughs> styles of puzzle. Um so oh, I obviously yeah, committed to humanity, but um Yeah. yeah. That's funny because yeah. Tears of all... the Kingdom is so open-ended and humanity
1: is like it's like programming logic yeah it's, yeah that is interesting yeah. to be walking those but you, you you're a hero man you, you're the hero of time for, I, <laughs> for you put humanity it's me first. actually yeah, we all who do, needs a link yeah
3: know? um i, I do want to mention like the game's reviewing quite well i think surprisingly i'm on, like on the on the lower side of reviews i'd say I'd, i've seen it be like getting nines and stuff everywhere so i mean 8.5 is still a fantastic review but people really love this game including myself and i think uh everybody should try it out if they have any interest in a puzzle
0: Hell yeah. Uh, well, let's get into uh, listener emails here in a second to round out the show. Uh, before we do, just a couple housekeeping items. Uh, don't forget you can go and get the new Final Fantasy 16 cover. Um, head over to GameStop.com slash Informer if you get, want to get an individual issue. Or if you want to get a subscription, just go to GameInformer.com slash magazine. Uh, go follow us on Twitch and YouTube uh, at Game Informer. And then follow these guys on social media. You can follow Kyle at Kyle M Hilliard. Follow Marcus at Marcus Stewart Seven. Follow Wes at LeBlanc Wes, uh, and you can follow me at It's Van Aken. And then go and follow Game Informer on social media. We're also on TikTok. Uh, we're we're on everything. Uh, we're also on Blue Sky. <laughs> yeah. So we're, Are we, we're. Did we get
1: the invite? Yeah. 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 Shout out to right. Margaret behind the scenes here. Posting there and getting set up. By the way, we'll accept Blue Sky invites if anyone
0: wants to send us one. I think (laughs) Alex is over there. I'd like to get in on I'm on there, yeah. Um, That's where I first post the most cursed stuff. Um, But yeah, and then lastly, go and listen to our other uh, video game podcast, All Things Nintendo, uh, hosted by Brian Shea. New episodes come out every Friday. All right, let's get into listener emails. Uh, If you want to contribute to the show, you can send us an email Uh, to the address podcast at gameinformer.com with the subject line game informer show question, Uh, or you can join the discord, which you get access to by subscribing to us on Twitch. And uh, you can submit your question in the GI show uh, discord channel this week. Cody Gibson writes in asking, is there a favorite item from past Zelda games that you'll hope makes a return icons like the bow and master sword are most likely never going away. What about something like the Deku Nut or Hook Shot? Enjoy exploring Hyrule, everyone.
2: I'd love a, a Hook Shot that functioned almost like a, uh, like like a, a swing almost. Like if you could shoot at like Spider Man's web and swing around. Like if it was just a really long Hook Shot, that'd be kind of cool. The
1: long shot, yeah, from Ocarina. I the Hook Shot was always my favorite item in Ocarina of Time because I felt like it really opened up the game, in a way. It was like you could use it as a weapon and it would stun enemies and it didn't use any you know it didn't have to recharge or anything you could hook shot as much as you wanted and then I, I it did that thing in ocarina in particular where you would run around and be like oh i can go over there now cuz i can use the hook shot to pull myself up there and i always loved how pretty late in the game you would get this item that would totally change how you explored you know it was almost like they gave you a send like halfway through the game or something like that yeah so and as a result hookshot's always been my favorite kind of zelda item because i love how it changes the way link can move around an environment i would have loved to see that in breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom where it's like you could just save yourself some climbing by hookshotting like halfway up a mountain or something like that but i, I don't think that's gonna happen i i think i don't i think that simplifies climbing in a way that nintendo probably doesn't want in that version of hyrule that makes sense but uh, yeah I, I i love the hook shot
0: give me a grappling hook that drains my stamina meter when i'm swinging on it
1: <laughs> yeah i mean wind waker had that 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 it was it wasn't the hook shot but you could like you know throw
3: the rope up latch on and swing yeah. between things and that was always cool but yeah to go with the master sword and shield probably the master ball from super smash bros ultimate that's all I got. Uh, Breath of the Wild is the only game coming to mind and obviously most of those items are in Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I would say this is less of
2: an item but more of like a I guess ability, magic, um the uh the wall painting thing from Link Between Worlds, I always thought was super cool and I would love to see that come back on like a bigger scale like in a big console game. Cuz so I thought almost similar to the hookshot of like the way that opened up the world and made you reevaluate space in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. I can just fold into this tight little space by just pressing against, you know, I become the wall. Like, I that, I feel like that could be super cool in, like, in a Breath of the Wild-style game.
1: Marcus, there is something in Tears of the Kingdom that is a call-out to that specifically. Oh, okay. Or maybe I'll if you want to know more about it, you can ask me offline. But there is, uh, there is something in Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, kind don't <laughs> like that sort of it's oh, a fully no. <laughs> optional thing it's a fully <laughs> optional thing
0: <sighs>
1: okay
2: all right
0: interesting yeah mine would probably be hookshot as well maybe like rela maybe like you could implement it in a dungeon where like your powers are rendered useless for some reason and it's like the old stuff is is there you know it's like oh i gotta you gotta use these old oh. things from ocarina
1: yeah like a like a shrine that takes away everything including your runes and then it's yeah. like yeah uh, that'd be fun
0: and it's like here's a hook shot and like solve some puzzles with it i don't know i'd be so sad to not take it out of the out of the, yeah yeah it'd also be frustrating to not be able to problem solve with the other items that you've grown custom yeah. to. oh if you got work.
2: those uh those mold mitts and they just function like like, you know, ascend, but it was descending. You just warped <laughs> underground real... F- like, you just dug super fast yeah, to get underground. Yeah.
0: You know what would actually be cool? What could be cool is... I was thinking of ways that they could add on to the building system and add on to Ultra Hand and stuff like that. And I think it'd be really cool if you could... Certain I devices functioned almost like... Um, like, it'd be cool to have, like, nets. It would be cool to have like zip lines that you could shoot out. If you set it up correctly, Mm. what I really want them to do is really lean into. Yeah. I really want them to lean into the, uh, in the next game. I kind of want them. I was sitting here thinking, I was like, Oh, it'd be super cool if I had to like manage a farm for like a side activity and like to do to like properly water my gardens. I could like set up hydrants or I could, I was picturing myself flying on one of the wings With a hydrant attached to the bottom and, like, (laughs) watering plants. Uh, Chemtrails over Hyrule. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, It's weird that you said Death Stranding, because now I feel like Tears of the Kingdom could be Death Stranding, like, if they wanted to. Like, you could just use Ultra Hand to slap a bunch of packages together into a backpack and just carry this giant, you know, oversized load of stuff around just Hyrule.
0: Also, all of those, like, piles of materials at the building sites are begging for you to build houses for people uh as like a side activity mm. I, and maybe I thought, that's in the game but i don't know
2: yeah i thought that i, I don't know but i assume that would be just especially because breath of the wild had that whole like build a village side quest that you did so i was like oh this yeah. is the more like manual fun version of
1: this <laughs> you know? yeah we'll see were there could were there nets in breath of the wild i would love a net just as a just a like a like, I could take up a sword spot because those I don't like creeping around to try to pick up fairies. I wish I could just sprint at them yeah. and grab them in a. I in stumbled a
2: upon my first fairy recently and had to watch helplessly as it flew away. <laughs> I don't. don't was so heartbreaking. That, yeah. yeah, don't have any bottles or anything. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, but uh next question comes from J Herb twenty four, who asks, "Do you think we'll ever get a Zelda roguelite similar to?" Similar to Enter the Gungeon. I feel like the items, enemy variety, and different environments would lend themselves perfectly to it. Heck, even focus it on a different character, like Tingle. Well, there is, like, Cadence of Hyrule, which is kind of in that that realm, right? That
1: has randomized, It's randomized, not. A, doesn't it? It's not a roguelike,
2: though. No, it's, oh, it's just, not? It's more like a rhythm-based dungeon crawler, but it's not, like,
0: Oh, I thought, was, I thought there was randomness. And I, thought I think were... there
1: is, like, the layout of the world can be
0: randomized in some ways, like, think i could yeah, be i guess i thought wrong. the progression system was also like that like a roguelike i guess i'm wrong no yeah uh, i i uh, did
1: finish that game but i don't i don't remember <laughs> i finished it i finished the zelda one yeah uh, i mean i mean yeah not but, to go off if on we a tangent, do but i i that i didn't really love that game other than the soundtrack the soundtrack was I like, fantastic the game's better when you turn off the beat
2: stuff oh yeah I'm but good. which is what i did and then you play it like a cool puzzle game basically and just it's, listen to great awesome. music yeah Exactly.
3: Yeah. I think if we did get a Zelda roguelite, it would be like a collaboration with a third party like that. I can't see Nintendo devoting its like Zelda team to a massive AAA like full scale roguelite. Um, but I don't know. You know, roguelites are getting more and more popular maybe one day, but I think if we got one anytime soon, it would be like this studio has been given yeah. the chance to make a Zelda roguelite using that IP type of thing.
1: Yeah, give it to the, um, see- the
3: Undermine team. I love I'm not even a big rogue guy, but I love undermine.
1: Uh Thorium. Mm. Yeah, give it come on Nintendo. Call Thorium. Let's have them make a Nintendo rogue A uh, Zelda rogue.
2: I feel like Nintendo could come up with some pretty cool twists to the roguelike formula. Oh like, yeah. They're they're really good about like taking an established idea and adding like one wrinkle that sort of like changes it in like a really neat way. I would I would like to see what they would do with something like that, honestly.
0: Yeah. All right, last question, and then we're gonna get out of here. Logan asks, so I read a recent IGN article about how the switch has sold 122 million units, but despite this overall sales declined 21% from 2021. Do you think this will be the last hurrah of the switch? We all know it's getting old having been around since 2017 and with the cancellation of an arguably major third party game like midnight suns. Is this the beginning of the end? Are the days of the switch numbered? Longtime listener, my first show was Diablo. Was Diablo three coverage? Wow! Mm. Uh, thanks for the question, Logan. Oh, man,
1: so we got is... Pikmin four. Is there any other big ones?
2: Metroid?
0: Metroid. In terms 5, of
1: things 4. that have dates,
2: it's yeah. Pikmin because Metroid. I think could very well be like at the very least cross gen at this point. I, yeah. I have a hard time believing that'll just be for the original Switch
1: now. You know what I mean? I uh, do. I do think they don't do. Like uh, like a I don't I I feel like they don't do like a full new console right, because they they don't Never? really do sequel consoles. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I guess eventually, but I feel like we're gonna get a Switch upgrade and that's gonna that's gonna pull us along for a while. They yeah, it's, it's been six years though. I mean, that, I'm not saying I don't
3: want it. I love it, but <laughs> I, I think
1: that's where they're going. You know,
3: in those financial results, um, they basically said that the Switch is around. Like, that's the main console. Their goal is selling Switches through this fiscal year, which would end in March 2024. Um, Which, to me, is like, don't expect us a new hardware from Nintendo until after March next year. Um, So they have to have some other stuff, because Pikmin is July, uh, I think, right? Yeah. So, I mean, how do you fill out another uh, like, seven months? Um, I think we're due for something Mario related. Uh, Like, i'd love really anything and if the switch is winding down that means mario kart 9 is on the horizon so that they can sell deluxe uh two months later on switch 2 <laughs> um, yeah <but> <laughs> but don't you think
1: they're so happy with adding all the tracks to 8
3: like that, no yeah that that that's seems the like thing that is, team's
1: working on that instead of a sequel
3: yeah i it's tough it's really cool they're adding tracks but and as someone who wants more Mario Kart, those tracks are not enough to really get me back into Mario Kart, um, which is kind of the sentiment. you like
0: a new mechanic or something?
3: I don't even, yeah, a new mechanic's fine. Just like, I just want something new. Like, I don't, I'm tired of clicking on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, really. Like, it's been so long. Um, just give me something new. Um, but, so, you're, so Kyle, you're thinking like a Switch Pro, like what people are saying versus a Switch 2? Or do you mean like the next yes. console has to basically be another Switch? I think I think we'll get a Switch Pro, and then that'll
1: that'll be enough for Nintendo for like two three years, and then we get something that's not even called Switch. Then we get something completely new. That's the console I, that
3: is destined to not do as well if we're following Nintendo's yeah. track record, unfortunately. <laughs> Every I other. mean, I think
1: it'll be functionally the same as Switch, but I don't think they'll call it Switch Two or like some variation of the word Switch. I think I think that they've had better luck. I mean, Wii U is the closest thing to them making a sequel console and that was a disaster that was a terrible name too. yeah i mean it if was, they, honestly if know.
2: they called it we too it probably would have done better i
1: think so yeah i i agree with you but yeah so i don't think i don't think they'd call it switch 2 even though switch is just like such a great name that everyone has adopted it's become kind of that like term for video game console now for a kid you know like the if you're not a huge gamer it's like oh you're playing switch that has become the new stand-in for like oh you're playing a game <laughs> yeah i just feel like yeah. if
2: it's if they're doing a switch because i'm i don't think they there's no way they don't do another hybrid console i don't think you just go back to so like you can yeah. only play this no. on the tv like the, the genie's out of the bottle at this point yeah so like if you're gonna do the hybrid thing again then to throw away a name like switch that has so much like equity behind it would be because like if it's doing switch things just call it a switch just keep like, give it a new name even if it is the successor to that i mean because all their consoles have always just been named after what the console does anyway of like the gamecube it's a box in 64 64 bits it's like well it's a switch call it switch too yeah (laughs) i mean
1: and i guess i'm also not giving nintendo to super nintendo enough credit because that's truly the first like sequel console yeah it'll be called super switch or something i don't think it's going to be called that i don't think nintendo is i think we would find that fun and nostalgic but i don't think nintendo care like they're not going for that you know what no. i mean but, yeah i don't know yeah. what it could be called
2: so i've been wanting them to bring back the super name for so long yeah it's fun it doesn't
3: it's tough i feel like the switch feels like a definitive nintendo console in the way where like playstation and xbox their new consoles are just more powerful versions of what you did before like i don't know if i necessarily ever need nintendo to get too wild again like i love the switch so much it's like a perfect little console, it does handheld, it does TV. Like if I just had a more powerful version and then the games are able to do more stuff as we progress through time because of that, I think I'd be pretty satisfied. But again, Nintendo is the company that does these drastic console overhauls and then we fall in love with it like we did the Wii and now the Switch. So I don't want to discount that approach, but gosh, like if I found out I was just going to be getting a Nintendo Switch insert number for the rest of my days alongside playstation xbox like i'd be very okay with that
1: yeah me too an ssd in there yeah yeah yeah
2: they bring back street pass i would please do yeah gosh that would be awesome that's all
0: they also need a freaking new friend system yeah, I love you know, God. yeah. It's,
2: it's never going away alex
1: <laughs> you guys don't have you didn't use mitomo to like add all your friends to your that's like i was looking at my fr- it's I funny did. to look at your friend i'm sure you all are experiencing this you look at your friends list right now and it's like Tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom yeah and it's funny i'll click on people and it's like you became a friend with this person through mitomo and i'm like i did <laughs> what I, I i have a few of those yeah right
2: <laughs> like oh yeah it's this- do you guys, have you guys ever memorized your friend code and like recited it? Like, add me, and you're like, oh, I'm number, okay. <laughs> you had it memorized? Have you?
0: It sounds like you have.
2: <laughs> I thought about, I thought that I should like, like we generation of like, I think that's how I'm going to have to like share people. Like if I'm not, if I'm talking to them in person, like I can't just be like, oh my,
0: my Xbox I just have a photo this. saved on my phone. Yeah. It's right. like a passport I mean,
3: number or like a TSA pre-check. Like I'm never going to memorize yeah. it. It's just something I have written down. Yeah, Yeah. I thought
2: that I I was like, oh, I know my social and stuff off the top of my head, and I actually know my bank account number. I could probably learn my friend code and just recite that to someone. At one point
0: (laughs) in time, I knew my debit card info by by heart, and then that (laughs) card got lost, so I was like, well... Took me I, five years to remember this. Yeah, I can't even remember the
1: <laughs> three numbers on the back of my card. Anytime I'm like trying to check out on a website and it has most of the data saved, I'm like, Ugh, I gotta get
3: the card. It's like three numbers. I can't even remember that. <laughs> I'm iPhone dependent on everything. Like if you if Apple was like, hey, we're done. We're no more. I would be I'd be sent back to like the 1960s. Like all my God, technologies. Your used life just, <laughs> just falls apart. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Every time I use Apple Pay, which is embarrassingly often. Like, I'm like, this is too easy. It yeah. is too easy for me to spend money using Apple Pay. I don't like it, but also I love it. It's so convenient. <laughs> I did
2: want to add to the question, though, about, like, I think the Switch is on its last legs in the sense of like, well, it's been six years, so, like, it's kind of on borrowed time just because of how long it's been. But I I, I feel like the next console, there's a decent chance it could be backwards compatible, because of how i would yeah yeah so in a way it, precedent proves nothing you, but still, i would love it <laughs> yeah sometimes exactly. they embrace like, it
1: sometimes they ignore it and there's no telling
2: yeah so it's like i in a way it's not on its last legs because that extends it for a whole other generation basically so uh i don't know i have something in my gut telling me that they're gonna do backwards
3: compatibility if so. for no other reason than
2: so. like this was the generation where they didn't do it and they've always kind of gone back and forth so we're now now we're due for them to do it again yeah,
3: i ho- so. i hope that's the case but man if we're in any age to tell nintendo something right now is the hey you don't need to do backwards compatibility just port it and slap a word on there like deluxe or remaster or whatever and sell it for another 60 70 bucks and i'll buy oh it. yeah
2: 2023, we can't tell Nintendo nothing. They're <laughs> making money from this. They got a billion dollars from that Mario movie. <laughs> they, can, mm-hmm. they can hold up their <laughs> awards and money and be like, what? What was that? You want us to do what? Exactly. Oh, Actually, no, we won't. At least make I a new we, console we for this. Game
3: Freak. Gosh, give them something, you know? Look at yeah, Zelda running like, and then look at Pokemon. Or just run. send some <laughs> consultants from the, the Zelda team
1: over there for a month. It'd yeah. Be like, okay, here's where you're messing up. Let's see. I'll, let me change this code here.
2: Maybe have someone play the game before it comes out. That probably wouldn't happen.
1: <laughs> 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 hey, Monolith right, well, is like on consultant mode. I'm sure they did some yeah. stuff for Tears of the Kingdom. It's just like, send them over to Game Freak. Just they helped like, with the Breath of the so. Wild. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, well, I think that's going to be the end of the show, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, to everybody. Uh, if you like the show uh, and you're listening on YouTube, or watching on YouTube, rather, be sure to subscribe. Uh, and, uh, if you're listening on Apple podcasts or Spotify, leave us a, uh, a review It'd really help us out. We've been, uh, actually like climbing the charts a lot lately. It's been nice. So thank you. If you've shared the show with anybody, or if you're just a frequent listener, even if you don't listen to every episode, you know, just checking in here and there, we just, we appreciate you giving, uh, giving us your time and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next, next Thursday for another episode. Bye everybody. Bye.